Hello. Welcome to Make Believe Heroes, an actual play 5th edition Dungeon and Dragons podcast. You can tell already that we're doing something different. Paul is not here. Paul's not in the room. Paul's not on the camera. Don't freak out and don't turn it off. I'm standing here with a fan favorite. Uh, across the screen from me, I have one Misk Isida, or as we prefer it, Felicia. Uh, this is her Behind the Players episode. We're going to ask her some questions. Uh, you sent quite a list. I mean, it is a big list here. Have you seen it, Felicia? I, I know a couple of them just by what Paul told me, but he says that we've got a bunch of questions, so I'm ready. I got a bucket. So part of the reason why I'm doing this interview instead of your normal host, Paul, is Felicia is Paul's cousin. And so he knows the answer to a bunch of these questions already. I do not. So <laughs> before I even get into this giant list, I wanted to ask you a couple myself. Um, okay. Just, if you don't mind, tell me, how did you get into Dungeons & Dragons? Like, what was your first time playing? Uh, first time playing, it was with Alan and um, Paul. I don't know. We were over there one night hanging out, and Alan had come down to visit, and he was like, Felicia, you got to play this game with us. And I was like, <laughs> what is Dungeons and Dragons? I mean, I had no idea. You had never even heard of it? I, no, I hadn't heard of it at all. That is awesome. So, okay, then what was your uh, first experience? Was it a positive one? Was Alan the DM or was Paul? Alan was the DM. Alan is and hilarious just, as a DM. Yeah, he is. And Paul just kept looking at me like making sure I even liked it, which I'm I was down. I mean, it was it was fun playing the game. I mean, I love games anyways and, you know, fantasy and stuff like that. So when we started playing and Alan did those voices, like he would be different characters. I just I was like, What the heck is this? Like why is he doing <laughs> different voices? I have no idea. But it was super fun. Yeah. It definitely is a lifetime experience. Okay, cool. Uh, so then, why MBH? How did you get to be part of the podcast? And more importantly, like, why would you want to do a D&D podcast? Well, Paul is my cousin. So when he told me, I don't know, I guess last year, he's like, hey, I'm starting the podcast and you need to listen to it. And I was like, okay, I'll check it out. And so with my the way that I work, uh, I can listen to headphones all day, pretty much. Nice. So he was like, yeah, we've already put a couple episodes out. So if you want to check it out, you can just catch up. Well, I started listening. I'm like, I'll just listen because it's Paul. And then I listened <laughs> a couple episodes and I was like, what is going to happen next? Like I had to know. So I really quickly caught up, which now I look back and I'm like, I shouldn't have done that because I just, it's, it's awful having to wait a week and I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I know the fans, our fans do it every time, but it, it's just awful waiting a week wanting to know what's going on. Our fans are phenomenal, phenomenal fans. Yes, they are. So I started, I caught up and all that, and I'd listen to it every time that um, an episode come out. And then I'd text Paul, and I'm like, what in the world just happened? He'd kind of give me some information, but he never gave me, like, the details because <laughs> I wasn't really in his little MBH. I wasn't in the group yet. Right. And then he said... So would you be open to, you know, maybe jumping in on a couple episodes? And I was like, sure. I mean, that would be really cool. And I said, I just don't know with work and stuff if I could just do it all the time. Well, he was like, let's just try it out. So work kind of slowed down and we ended up doing season two and it's been awesome. It I has. mean, I 
lately we haven't got the I haven't got to record much, and with everything going on in well our family, it's just been hectic. And my dad told me the other day, he's like, "Just wait, Felicia. You know, you'll get back into recording again, and it's going to be <laughs> great." Yeah, Dad's totally like behind me in this whole thing. I tell That's him awesome. about it, and he don't listen to the episodes, but <sighs> Shame he knows on him. enough, right? But he knows enough because I literally come home and I'm like, you will not believe what happened in our episode today and just stuff like that. And he'll listen all day long. It's great. That's pretty awesome. Wow. Yeah. I I had to scroll through and check. I'm like, have we released the episode where Misk goes away? Because I'm like, (laughs) oh, my gosh, everybody, people are going to explode if if they think that Misk is gone. Uh, How did you feel on that episode? Especially that night when you walked away from the recording. Was there was there emotion there? What did it make you feel? So much emotion. Like, I told Paul, I said, I have no idea what I should do in this episode. And he said, he kept looking at me like, you're going to have to make a move. Like, Misk needs to do something. This is her time. And I was like, I want to I wanna let Cure get a shot at <laughs> And the whole time I told him, I said, if Cure gets a good hit in, then I might step in. And Cure just starts. The roles were killing us that night. Oh, oh my gosh. It's but, all about the dice. Yeah, and I don't know, it It was a lot of emotion because I knew, like what you said, that I wouldn't get to record for a while, but behind the scenes, I have been record or not recording, but editing, so that's been kind of keeping me, you know, still in it, but not really recording. Yeah. But leaving and knowing I had to leave, it, I already knew because we talked about it, you know, before I even started recording this season. Right. It was tough when he told me because I was like, well, that stinks. I'm going to get, you know, and then that's going to happen and then I'll be gone. But <laughs> he was like, it'll be okay. It's going to be great. And then when we worked on, you know, even her origin story and uh, we worked on that episode, me and Paul looked at, we were like, this is one of the coolest things. Just having her leave and everyone's like oh my gosh <laughs> like you just gave us this whole episode about her life and then you're now gonna she's take gone. her away yeah so it was a lot of emotion but i think it's gonna be worth it in the end totally like it's yep. pretty sweet i loved love misc her uh background episode was was great in in my opinion that one and uh sir vance's origin uh, yeah. top-notch, top-notch episodes. We worked really hard on that um, origin episode. Yeah, I think you should be proud of it. Okay, so I'm going to jump into some questions from some of the fans. First one I got here, does Misk prefer the Nine Hills or her new home, and why? Definitely her new home because her dad's not there. And I know that, you know, Saul probably doesn't feel exactly the same way about that situation, but Misk is really hurt at her father. And the way that he, you know, he wanted her to get married to a certain guy or ruler. And he arranged that marriage. And Misk was like, no, I'm getting out of here. Like, I can't do this. So whose idea was it to have the prearranged marriage? Did that come from you or did that come from Paul? Paul asked me, he's like, there needs to be a reason. And I was like, well, the way that Misk is, she's kind of, if she wants it, she'll get it. Right. And she is not going to just settle because someone told her to. She's not that kind of tiefling. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So we kind of just threw stuff back at each other. And he and I said that, I think. And he was like, yeah, that's a great idea. So awesome. just happened. Yeah. That's usually how backstories go. Um, so next one. Why do you think Misk wants to keep the baggage about her run-in with the Shiv from the rest of the group? Is it because she doesn't know them too well? Does Kjorg already know? Kjorg does not know. 
Okay. Yeah, and I figured even, that he was something of the uh, the big oaf in the situation. Right. He knows that he was going to fight Shiv's guy, and that's all he knows. Right. He, he knows that he was going to fight him, and he was either, you know, he was going to be the champion. That's all that Kyorg knows, and he is like, the way, and Jeffrey plays it so well. And I know it's just, <laughs> like, he's a big oaf, but also just like. Just like Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> and he he plays it just perfect because Kjorg does care. And, like, those moments when Kjorg said something about, uh, what did he say? He said it has to do with the fighter with the most heart. Yeah. Me and Paul just looked at each other like, that's the best line. Like, that was perfect. <laughs> and I don't know. He Kjorg does not know why Misk did what she did and probably won't know until someone... Well, until Misk or Saul just says, listen, she lied to you. <laughs> and I don't know if that's going to happen. So we'll see. Better look out. Saul gets to spend a lot of time with Kjorg. <sighs> yeah, that's that's a little scary. I, I don't know how <laughs> I feel about that. Uh, he won't corrupt him too much, I don't think. <laughs> so Cigars. <laughs> we've, we've tried that. What attracts you to the Bard class? Is that your favorite D&D class? No, like I've never played a Bard before. I'm usually like a fighter or a ranger or like a, I don't know, name me some classes. Let's see. Barbarian, rogue, right. wizard. Right, like I'm like a rogue or a wizard. Um, I'm not usually like a singing, stand back and, you know, do something back there. I'm like a get on the front line yeah. kind of person. What's your, what's your favorite class or maybe the favorite character you've ever made for a and d game? I had a character a lot like Kellen's. Um, I had actually had a bear and... Were you a druid or a ranger? I was a druid, but her name was L'Oreal, and she had a bear named Hondi. Hondi? And like, yeah, when she would, and it's funny that you did that, because every time she would get him to come appear or whatever, she would go, Hondi. Are so you serious? So it was like really fun. Yeah, it was fun to play. Did you do the call but, at the table? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every time. That's Paul awesome. just look at me, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you know it's coming. <laughs> so it was great. Okay, so this next question we might fight about a little bit. It asks, what was your rank in the Nine Hells, and were you higher than Saul? See, so people, I'll, I'll just tell you straight up right here. When it has come to Saul's and Misk backstory, 90% of it, Felicia and I have just ad-libbed as we've came across it in the podcast. We'll just be talking, and we'll just build upon yes and each other the whole time. I think there might even be a reference where Paul says that you were a general or something. What do you think yeah, the rank was? Well, you said, I'm pretty sure Saul said something about you left your armies. Yeah. You know, when you left to go to the natural plane, you said you left your armies. You left us. And you kind of acted like we were almost on the same level. Like we were both generals of our own armies. Yep. That's kind of like what you put it as. So, Misk, though, when she was down in the Nine Hills, she's older than Saul, right? Yep. She's the big sister. Yeah. Saul would never admit that, though. Right, right, right. So she's the older sister, so I think that people know that, but also I think that, like, you, you know, us talking about me leaving my armies, we're pretty much on the same level. I would put it as that, which Saul would totally be like, I'm totally better. I have more armies, more people. You know, I got this. Oh, yeah. He would point it, point it out, even if it was not true. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm glad you know. Oh, Misk knows, and she'll, and, and the thing is about her, like, she'll let Saul think it. She's not one that she has to just explain herself, because she knows deep down 
that Saul knows. Like, that's how Miss oh, is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, she knows. That's it. She knows she's smarter than Saul. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, that's it. I think that's her card is that she doesn't really care much about his flippancy because she's like, when it comes down to it, I got you. Right. That's exactly <laughs> yep. right. This is uh, kind of leads into our next question. It says, what exactly was your inspiration with Misk? And uh, more specifically, what was the inspiration behind Misk and Saul? Uh, I can talk a little bit. Uh, for Saul in particular, the inspiration. So I had this character that was a uh, a imp, a quasit in particular, in an old D&D campaign um, called Sarastus. And Sarastus was a, he had a little voice and he whispered everything. Um, they called him Sir, and he was always, always up to evil. Um, he wouldn't, like, his master had full control of him, but he would be like, oh, can I eat the body? Ooh. And he would sit in the fire at camp, and, like, he was just this little devil that was, you know, he was like an advisor to the party, lived in a backpack kind of deal. Right. And whenever it came to Make Believe Heroes, I was like, well, I want to take that character's attitude and put it in a playable character, so it's obviously a tiefling. Right. Um, it's obviously somebody who's borderline psychotic. Um, also somebody who's <laughs> beyond cocky, thinks he can take on the whole world, but is actually uh, super weak. If you see Saul's character sheet, Saul thinks he's big and bad, but Saul's stats are terrible. Um, yeah. The whole, the whole thing behind it is that Saul was, he, he was something before, and now he's nothing, but he still believes that he's something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took the Serastus and I turned it around backwards and I took the name of a ruler and I had Sutsaris, also known as Saul, and who can't decide what his name is most of the time, depending on who he's talking to. <laughs> exactly. But for me, whenever Misk first appeared, total surprise, had no idea that there were, I had a sibling, had no idea there was going to be another tiefling in the game. It was just, oh, here's a tiefling standing up here uh, mm -hmm. announcing this fight. Uh, deal with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I really love the sibling dynamic. I've never played that. And, I mean, I've played a lot of D&D &D games and, you know, several different characters and even played with other people, but I've never seen the sibling dynamic. And it's one of the funnest things. It is pretty hilarious. If so, Like, if you're out there and you want to play a cool, you know, D&D &D game and you've got a buddy, try to play as siblings because it, it is crazy. Because, like, like Jeremy said earlier, we didn't talk about the Nine Hills, and we had no idea, like, what each other thought about it. And, you know, I obviously knew that Jeremy had more ideas about, you know, the Nine Hills than I did because I don't really think about it. And Paul didn't really tell me to. He just told me, you know, you need to think about, you know, how, why did she come up here to the natural plane? And that's all I did. And then, you know, Saul's throwing stuff at Misk, like, you know, the Balor, and he's throwing all this stuff. And I'm like, what the <laughs> heck? I look at Paul. Like, the first couple of episodes, I'm like, Paul, what is he talking about? And he said, just go with it. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> yeah. And it's one of the funnest things because it's like our characters know each other, and me and Jeremy are trying to find that through our ad-libbing and our role-playing, and it's really cool. I don't know. It's a lot of fun. I, I really enjoy it, too. Um, when Paul mentioned you come on the show, I was like, yes, it's somebody I kind of know already. Uh, right. You know, we, we've been friends for a long time. And I'll be able to, you know, I won't feel bad if I throw a whole bunch of stuff at you at one time. <laughs> right. And I'm, I knew when you did it, you knew what you did. <laughs> oh, yeah. that makes sense. Some like, of it I was would, like, oh, man. 
There you go. Some of it is totally just pulling D&D lore from the past and, and throwing it in there, and some of it's totally made up and hoping that Paul's like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> so here's, here's a fun one. If you had to name five good things about the Nine Hills, what would they be? <laughs> okay, well, Misk, first off, would say her brother, but he's not technically in the Nine Hills, so can we count that? I mean, come on. I, I think we're going to. <laughs> okay, we're going to count it. So it would definitely be her brother, Saul, because they were super close. Saul wouldn't admit it, but they were super close. I think they definitely had a backwards way of taking care of each other. I'm sure they oh, yeah. were, like, forbidden from actually helping, but if a battle was going the wrong way or something, it would just miraculously happen that they would be there to help each other out. <laughs> exactly. Um, Let's see. I would have to say being able to rule. I feel like Misk, even though she is pretty, I don't know, she's pretty easygoing, but also like she takes mm -hmm. charge. And if somebody's talking to the group, she is there. She is the talker. And even though she's, you know, she, you can tell in her origin story, she has a good heart and she left the non hells for good reasons. Right. There's still that part of her that she did like ruling. Yeah. I know that's kind of crazy to hear because Misk is, you know. I think that makes perfect sense. I think that was one of the things that Saul really enjoyed about it. Right. And, you know, she never had to worry about someone being over her, except her dad. And we see how that went because her dad, you know, wanted her to marry a certain person and she left. So Power, family. Yeah. How are you going to name five things? I mean, come on. You pretty That's much tough. named it all in that That's right tough. there. I think, I think Saul would say the food. The food is excellent. Um, he, would, he would put on his dislike list the, uh, you know, the fact that it's um, always hot. You know, he missed <laughs> that whenever he made it to the natural plane, but he, he enjoyed the heat, which, you know, it's the nine circles, so there are sections right. of it that are solid ice. You know, I don't know. Maybe just the for Saul it would have been the ever-changing. Like if he conquered a different circle, he would have a different type of landscape. Oh, yeah. And know. she, in you know, in her origin story, she's when she's talking to Shiv, she says something about fighting. Like, she likes a good fight. That's probably another thing. Even though she didn't technically have to fight herself, she had people that would fight for her in the Nine Hills. And that's probably why you see so much of that in the natural plane with Kjorg, you know, always being with her. And I just thought of it, but what's Miss going to do without her bodyguard and yeah ah oh, that's rough it is rough I, that's actually a great way to go ahead and segue into the next question here uh i have someone asking will misk be able to kill the shiv or will she think about it because they were friends do you think you're gonna uh, hold back the knife at all oh uh, yeah misk like right now even with their conversation like you know how misk feels about him she does not like him Right. And she literally despises what he made her do and, you know, the way that he manipulated her without her knowing her being involved in something that she didn't want to be involved in. But her knowing his family, that's what's going to hold her back. Yep. She she knows his kids personally. She spent months with them and his wife. She spent months with her, too, and they were just super close. So that is probably the part of him that she actually likes because they were genuine. Like, even if they did know about the Shiv and his actions, 
she didn't know of that, so she knew them purely of what they were, if that right. makes sense. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know that we're even going to get to see what goes down between <sighs> Shiv and Misk. Like, that's the thing about a podcast that's so great. It, it's just like a movie or a show. We could dive in with you working for the Shiv, or we could dive in with you escaping, or, you know, it might turn into a rescue mission. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't know. But yeah. that is that that question for me was an exciting one because I was curious how Felicia felt about what what Misk would do in that situation. Uh, here's a funny one that we kind of just talked about is have you ever played a sibling character in D&D before? It seems like you love it. Um, <laughs> we answered that. Uh, I'm glad that, that we did. If I could adopt you as my sister, we would so do that. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I feel the same way. Jane. <laughs> You're pretty much family. I mean, come on. I mean, At this point. I've known you for years. This is true. This is true. Okay. And actually, that's an excellent DM point out there for you guys. Uh, we said earlier, if you can play siblings, do it. It'd be fun. If you can get your siblings to play this game with you, it, it'll be a blast. Yeah, um, Paul does it a lot. I've done it a lot. You know, people really struggle with how do I get a group together to play D&D or nobody's schedule will match D&D. Do it around your family. Uh the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, those are knockout times for us to get to play the game because mm-hmm. there's a great excuse for us to be around each other for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Uh, take advantage of that. Okay, so last question. For a character who is from the Nine Hills, you seem to be very warm-hearted. Which characteristics are true to your previous self, and which did you start with anew as you came into the natural plane? Okay, I'm going to keep reading the rest of it, and then we can go back. So... Were you always the sweet misc at heart who falls in love with the Shiv's children, or does your compulsive lying and destructive fury represent your true personality? What do you think? Wow, that is like a crazy, awesome question. Um, yeah, I like it. I I really love music, and our family is very musical. So, you know, being able to play a bard and actually getting to sing, and like me and my brother Ezra, uh. We actually worked on that song, the We Must Save the Trees, that's in the Origin episode, The Trees in Monumi. Uh, I like it. I actually, Paul said, you know, it's going to be hard to write a song, but you think you can do it. And I'm like, yeah. Like, (laughs) this is (laughs) Felicia talking. Like, this is my personality. I'm like, "Uh, yeah, I can do it. I mean, come on. You know who I am. Which really (laughs) relates to Misk. I mean, let's get real. Uh. But he said, you know, it's going to be hard. And I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And I wrote down a poem. And I let my brother look at it. And he's like, you know, I said, can you put music to it? Because I like music and I play several instruments. But my brother, he's kind of right. a step ahead. You know, he's he plays all the time. and He's just really good at picking and stuff like that. So he actually put the music to it, and, you know, we got to work together on that, and he loved being able, like, the guitar in the origin story is Ezra playing. And That's awesome. And I actually sung it. Yeah, it was it was great, and he had a ball. Like, he told Paul, you know, I'll help you anytime you want with music. I mean, that's that's just our thing. Like, music is our family thing. So I really relate to Misk with the music part of all that. Um, she, I'm a very outgoing person. Uh, I mean, I don't really meet a stranger. I can right. literally talk to anyone. And uh, I would agree with that statement. 
Yeah, and I'm just, I'm usually crazy and loud and jumping around everywhere. I've calmed down a little bit in my old age, you know, <laughs> I'm not super <laughs> old, but I've calmed down a little bit, but I am always wanting to be heard. And Misk is very, you know, she goes to the front and she'll talk to the person. She don't care who it is. If that person is talking to the group, she's going to be talking right. to them. And I think that the boys in the group are fine with that. Because it's, it's a big responsibility to have to talk yeah, to every person. I think the, the Brackle and Kjorg in particular are like, yes, please talk. Because then, right. you know, Kjorg doesn't have to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but for Misk, though, like the the feeling, though, the lying, destructive, the dark side of Misk, do you feel like that's something she really struggles with? Or is it something she's happy to drop? I think she's happy to drop it. But like I said, she did love ruling and the things like that in the Nine Hells was her life for years and years and years. And, I mean, I think that a part of her does like that, and it's kind of destructive. Like, if it's somebody bad and they're hurting her family and things like that, she wants to hurt them, you know? Yeah. But then you think of her heart when, you know, like we're talking about the Shiv, she wants to hurt him bad. <laughs> she does not like him. I can smell the conflict coming on already. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> I mean, that dude, he's just, I feel like he's just going to, I don't know. See, the, he's gonna ruin that's my such life. a different dynamic, though, because Saul, even if he had met the kids in the family, given the opportunity, he wouldn't blink and would just finish Shiv. Right. But Misk is just not that way. No. And, and see, she has that part of, I don't like you, and you hurt, you know, me, and you tried to hurt my brother. And you, you've done really bad things to my friends, but then she thinks he's got a family and he's got kids and I love those kids. I love them as a family. It's going to be interesting to see how she reacts to that. I mean, I'm interested. I, th to I think see we have a lot left from Misk. You know something from the, and I don't know if anybody's pointed it out yet, and you can totally edit this out if it, if it turns into that, but... You know, in the origin story, you tell those kids whenever you come across Shiv and his true self, you tell those kids that I'll be back. So I feel like either, and it could have been an error, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, but I feel like there's something there, there's another secret still in Brightport that Misk has that we may or may not have explored yet. And so uh, don't smile too much because I don't want to know myself. <laughs> I just I just want to drop that little Easter egg out there and and ask uh, do do you think torture the fans really Yeah, you know, just a little. Uh, do you feel there's still secrets and things out there for Misk? Are you excited that you might get to play her again? I am super like I I really want to play Misk again, and I talked to Paul. I'm like, what is she gonna do? You know. This is insane. She's under a blood contract. I was like, she's doomed. I she love that. <laughs> yeah. I love that everybody stood there like, no, no big deal. Saul was just like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Jeremy the player, yeah, Jeremy the player, and I guess Saul would know too. Jeremy the player and Saul probably both that were like, oh, that's really bad. But Cure mm -hmm. and Brackle, they've been like, okay. Yeah. They, they had no idea. And, you know, when Paul did it, he kind of looked at me. He said, a blood contract. He just looks at me. And I'm like, uh, 
that's supposed to mean something. I mean, come on. <laughs> I have no idea. But he, you know, he explained it to me and I'm like, oh man, like Misk has no chance. So honestly, at this point, I have no idea. I know you're thinking, oh, Felicia, you know, I, I really don't know what Misk has in store. I love it. Well, Paul has a way of not really giving us big handfuls of what's to come exactly. at a time. It makes the game a little bit more enjoyable. If I knew exactly what's coming, nah, it kind of takes away the taste. Yeah, and you know, uh, the episode right before Misk leaves, I knew that she was leaving the next episode because me and Paul discussed it. And in that episode before, uh, Saul and Miss get to have a conversation. And, you know, as a player, I knew what was ahead for Saul, but, you know, losing his sister. But I didn't want Jeremy to really know that I knew that she was le Like, I didn't want to give it away. <laughs> so, and then I open up, like, if you go back and listen, uh, Miss opens up about Kjorg to Saul. And she says words like, you know, he is really a good guy. He's protected me, and you need to respect him for that because he took care of your sister and kind yep. of put that out there. Yep. I got a question for you. Did you think anything of that? Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't really, in the moment, I wasn't like, okay, this is a for sure. She's going out next episode. Um, but I did feel like it was a understanding that if Misk went away or died or whatever, that Jorg was important to you. Right. It was a good thing that uh, to build a relationship so Saul didn't want to just destroy Kjorg every time he did something Saul disagreed with. Yeah. And, and Misk knew how, she knows how Saul is about Kjorg, but also she knows that Kjorg is not going to pick up on it. And so at those moments where someone would be like, oh, they don't want me around because they're mad. Kjorg's like, oh, I need to go hug them or <laughs> I need to be right next to them. So it's kind of like that. But I did do that on purpose. And, you know, Paul, we talked about it. He's like, that was really good. You know, I'm glad you put that in there because it kind of connects y'all before, you know, you're gone. Yep. Well, Felicia, that is the majority of our questions. Um, what I wanted to do was take a short moment and give a, a quick shout out to a bunch of our fans. Um, in particular, I've been noticing on the world map, on the analytic side of our podcast host, we have a thing that shows us all over the world where our downloads are. And I mean, mm -hmm. uh, I, I, don't, I don't know what parts of the world you're interested in, but, but let me just tell you. Uh, someone in New Zealand has downloaded us 141 times. Australia oh, wow. has downloaded us 1,582 times. We got people. Crikey, mate. Yeah. <laughs> we got people That's in a lot. India, Japan, Russia, down in Chile, uh, Argentina, Brazil. Hey, uh, Great Britain, 3,335. There's even some wow. people in Iceland. I don't know who you are, man, but keep listening. Um, it's pretty awesome to see our, is... we're hitting. All over the world, uh, South Africa. Hey guys, 182. Um, it, s tell your friends, people are missing out. This podcast is growing; it's growing rapidly. Um, if you haven't told your friends, you need to do it. And you know, I, we've told you all to go and give us a five star review. We love to see those. Gives us huge encouragement. Helps us keep moving forward with the show. Uh, pushes us to do more things like we're doing right now behind the players, getting to know Felicia a little better. Um, hit us up. 
make sure you're telling your friends or, you know, just don't. Just don't leave us five-star review, <laughs> unsubscribe, all that garbage. Um, but no, I, I legitimately just want to say thank you to everybody who's listening. I uh, hope you're enjoying yeah. it, and we can't wait to hear from you again. Got anything, Felicia? I really appreciate all the questions sent in for my character. It's a huge honor to play a character coming in season two and, you know, being new to the group and people actually liking the character that you play. It's a huge honor. I know you've played Saul and Lork, uh, but it is, it's crazy that someone might like my character, you know, and it makes me feel like I'm playing her right and <laughs> I don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's... Yeah, yeah. I well, I mean, there's no Get, right or wrong way. It's just how the dice right. falls and how you feel she should go. But, no, I think a lot of people enjoy Misk. I've seen I've seen a lot of conversation just about her. It's well, really that's cool. Well, like I said, it's a huge honor that somebody, you know, that they like her. And I really enjoy playing her. Like, she's she's pretty cool. Um and I guess she's kind of like me. I don't know. Maybe 50-50. I'm not so destructive. My <laughs> siblings would, you know, in real life, my siblings would probably disagree. I'm kind of, you know, crazy. But uh, I don't know. She's great, and I'm glad y'all love her. And, you know. All right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. It's been great talking to Felicia. Um, just want to say we love you. We'll see you soon. See you later. Our backs are bent, our feet are sore, and we're trying to